Good day, everyone. This is Mono and Sonia and Josh Almada. We're back on our uh, podcast. This is the third one in the series. You know, if you recall, these are all held on the first Thursday of every month. So, yeah. Yeah, welcome back. And Mono's back from vacation. Yeah, I I should tell you that I did this unusual thing last month. I was in uh, Italy bicycling along the Amalfi coast in the mountains of Italy and the coastal areas. Beautiful thing with uh, I uh, cycled about 160 miles in uh, and a couple of miles up and down. Put it on your bucket list, folks. It's a great way to spend a, a, a week of, uh, you know, into a vacation. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, I just I myself, myself here. And, and speaking of cycling, you know, in, in Tucson, we have this annual uh, tour with Tucson. This year is on November 17th, I think. Yeah. It's always right before things. Yeah, yeah. Right. I usually participate. So, yeah. come on, maybe we should come and visit us in Tucson for the tour. Yeah. Uh, podcast, um, we said something about the the hoop strength, uh, right. not having to add it, right? And that, yeah. but it might be a little misleading because it's not that we're not adding the hoop strength, but we're not adding the hoop bars, well, right? That's, that's yeah, it, that's right. so. Um, that was something that we wanted to kind of cover because it is a unique thing to our product. It is something that uh, it is a, a bulk of a lot of our designs yeah. utilize this. So, I mean, I kind of wanted to first start off with, you know, why people and why do they put in hoop strength so, on these designs? So, you know, really a part of this also came about because just this last few days we had the job it's a an overseas job and i thought you know maybe i can share my uh, screen with you and show you this is you know so this is really what we are talking about you see typically on a lot of these designs they could be using both you know to strengthen the pile you'd be introducing new longitudinal bars plus the hoops or the ties to hold the three bars together so uh you know, one of one of the challenges with this system is that you have to uh, assemble this cage of rebar uh, top side and then give it to the divers to take it down. And this becomes, you know, it's not a one-man job. And, yeah, and I mean, why is the engineer actually placing this in there? The, the the strength that they're adding. I mean, it's yeah. So 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 that really is because you know, uh, as our engineer friends, you know, appreciate this. If you know, anytime in a column, when you have longitudinal bars, you need to have ties on the outside of those bars for both to provide confinement, shear capacity, and, you know, basically prevent the buckling of those longitudinal bars when they get actually loaded. So that's really the concept. But now let me show you this, you know, this one project that we were looking at. This is, and, and I hate, you know, I don't really mean to bash anyone, but this is very typical of what current yeah. design. So I have to work on it. Yeah, so, so I've tried to, uh, you know, uh, cover, you know, the nothing revealing the project location or, you know, the, the firm that designed this. But, but basically here, what they had is a 17 inch square pre-stressed concrete parts that there's some damage here, as you see on the diagram on the left, they identify all the small area. So they're trying to fix this, retrofit these 17 inch squared pre-stress parts. Some of them are about 40, 50 feet tall. They're really tall parts. So the engineer's design, which is shown on this drawing, is that they would cast that uh, another square 
or tile or concrete around it. Yeah. And that, you know, taking it from a 17-inch square, now their design is going to be a, as we see here, 900 millimeter, which is basically um, like 35 and a half inch, you know, so this is like the close-up of it. They're talking about taking that 17 inch, making it more than double, making it a 35 and a half inch by 35 and a half inch square uh, pile, which is a lot of concrete. And then their design also includes these tiles. So I have shown here, you know, like you see in the upper right corner here in, in the yellow I have highlighted, they're recommending to use, uh, which is typical of using two U-shaped tiles with a uh, six inch, with a six inch uh, overlap uh, yeah. along the sides of them. You know, this this is their the design. And so uh, as, well, one of the things that I actually now want to bring up, because I mean, that's, that is a lot of work, um, our jacket, right? And that what you created was to get around having to put in these ties, these hoop bars. Well, yeah. so maybe if we could take this off, we can show. Yeah. So, so let, uh, here, we want to take this off the screen. Uh, let that swing here. Yeah, yeah, you could stop showing. Okay. So, yeah, this is kind of our jacket. What, is, what do we see yeah. here? So, so this is really the Twilmedic jacket that we wrap around to create our but we shall like stay in place for, uh, if you will. But this is not just a form work. So on here, well, what you know we are showing here is a four inch or a number four tie at a spacing of this jacket. When you wrap it two times around the pile, it creates the equivalent of a number four tie at every three point eight inches on seven. Or sorry, two point eight inches. So almost, you know, almost even less than three inch center to center spacing of a number four tie. So this is a tremendous amount of tie or confinement that we are providing with this jacket. And so you don't need to provide. Again, I mean, is that even needed that many ties on? No, you don't even really see that, right? No, the, the current, like, like the design that we were just showing you, they were specifying those number four ties at every eight inch or 200 millimeter or longer. This is providing you almost three times as much tie as that jacket calls for. But the main thing is that you don't need to have any diverse time to install. Yeah, yeah, but those are now difficult. So let's talk about, you know, obviously the way that these jackets are constructed, the strength is going in both directions. But when you use some intentious materials, we can't really help. We yeah. don't really do the the vertical shape. So yeah, so but so many the jacket and how yeah, how do we yeah, how do we get around that too? So the jacket really has the same strength as you see here, like equivalent to number four rebars at two point eight inches. It is this it has the same strength vertically too. We are not showing it here. We, you know, we well, uh, petition the main the main item we use is years more because conservatively we you know Typically, when you put this jacket around the pipe and you fill the annular space with uh, a cementitious crowd, then we have conservatively always assumed that the jacket doesn't bond so well to that cement cementitious crowd. So in bending, uh, we ignore the contribution of this jacket to the flexural strength of the pipe. We have tested it. Although that it has been tested. Yeah. And uh, although, you know, Army Corps of Engineers, they have tested it and they tell us that, no, the jacket does contribute even if you have, you know, a cementitious material. But 
there are some jobs that we do where we wrap the jacket tightly around the point and we fill the annular space with a um, an epoxy glove. So then, then, then they are then they can count. Yeah, then what you're seeing right going around there is going vertical. Exactly. So okay. you have you have basically like a mesh of rebar going horizontally as well as vertically. And if you're using a uh, an epoxy grout in the annular space, we take advantage of well, both, both of them. We have brought up uh, spacers in the past, but maybe now considering the what the jacket's doing with these ties and like, like, like let's go yeah. for the space and like what is now if you're gonna add this. Vertical strength, how do we do it? Exactly. It's easy now, right? Yeah. Now we don't have to deal with these new bars. So. So, well, the, so since we don't, you know, we don't want to handle the cage of rebar, which is a two-man uh, job. So instead of that, we use these spaces. And I have a couple of these. These are actually, we have, we have gone through so many generations of these over the last decade and updated these. These are the very, the most recent ones that we just have just introduced. So they, they come in either a two-inch long, this is a two-inch from the top to the bottom, two-inch, or the next to it is a three-inch long. And each of these are designed, which what is unique about them is that they are each designed to either receive a number four rebar, you know, goes into it, or a number six rebar. So you see, like, you snap a number six rebar in it, and now it's in place. So uh, with the same exact uh, spacer, either two inch or three inch, you can use it to install a number four rebar or a number six. The way we have our design in prior episodes, if you caught it, um, you have the straps, you can put as many of these spaces around. So if somebody wants, they can put that many vertical bars. Exactly. already got that huge strength. So someone can really create that design how they what i mean to what they really need it for I mean. exactly so so with the you know even like even when we use a lower cost simplest grow by putting a few of these rebars in that annular space we can provide all of the flexural and axial capacity that we need from from the uh, you know that annular space and the rebar and then of course the hoop comes not by putting individual hoops, but by putting the jacket. The jacket is your hoop, and then then you're all done. So you get a lot of uh, a lot a lot quicker. And one thing that you know, some of our engineering friends, you know, they they may have had it in the engineering textbook, but I'm sure they have forgotten by now. But there is a beneficial effect from this having so much rebar in this direction. This provides confinement for the concrete. And so let's say, for example, if you have a 4,000 PSI concrete or grouting here, but having a lot of confinement, like what we show here, you can make that concrete work like 10% or 15% stronger than what we put in there. So a 4,000 PSI concrete can work like 4,300 or 4,500 PSI, depending on how many wraps of this jacket around. A lot of extra benefit. For the same footprint, you get a lot more bang for the buck. You know, column to column becomes stronger. The same. And I wanted to remind anybody if they had any questions. I don't know. Uh, we had a chat up. If anyone had questions, they could definitely chat in a, a question. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the other thing too is, uh, you know, when other systems like that photo you showed before, there. When they put the system back, they usually haven't put a metallic back yet. Yeah. Where we try to avoid that all class. 
And it's hard to get a hoop bar in metallic, or in, I'm sorry, in an FRP bar because the way the manufacturing process sends it, it makes that a little difficult. So, I mean, as far as our system, uh, it's very easy to provide a structural design with no yeah. doubt. I, you know, I, I wanted to show this uh, screen again for comparison. So the, really the benefits of this confinement and making it so much more compact. On this project, for example, making that corner from 17 by 17 to 35 and a half inch by 35 and a half, this new additional weight of the concrete is 1,000 pounds per foot of pipe. That is a lot of weight. Not only you're paying for all of that concrete, but that weight takes away from the capacity of your parts. Because instead of having cargo on your deck of the pier, now you're carrying the dead weight of a thousand pounds per foot. And imagine if this, this is, for example, if this is a 40 foot tall part, now you're having 40,000 pounds of extra weight of concrete. So in, in this diagram you see here, if we were going to design it, like at the corner here, you see that, you know, I have a couple of like little red corn, you know, dot. those are like a one inch uh, spacer that we could put at the corner. And then we would put, put a medic jacket, uh, a 26 inch diameter part uh, medic jacket would nicely fit around that square part. Oh, wow. And now, we, I, you know, I ran the numbers. Now, instead of a thousand pounds per foot, we are only adding 250 oh, pounds. That's a big seven, Like 750 pounds per foot in just weight of concrete alone saves. Uh, and, uh, and of course, uh, keep in mind again that what we are providing is stronger than the. Well, uh, that way, too, like you said, adding on to the structure. I've noticed a lot of the designs we've provided, even with our other system. I've been able to help people avoid adding all this extra weight. Yeah, yeah. And that's a great advantage. This, you know, this is all about, you know, you you know, usually on these, uh, most of these projects, uh, the client is interested in restoring the original capacity of the pile. So if you're trying to do that by adding this dead weight, you know, you're not, this is not a wise design because you're, you know, kind of uh, taking away from that capacity. Uh, so the other thing I'll, I'll maybe going to touch on is uh, how do engineers work with us design? So we can provide designs or we can work with others, maybe a bid package or, you know, we, we do it really, we've done it on, you know, in uh, both ways. We, a lot of times we become a support team to the engineering team that already is working on the project. So we can work with them to, you know, if, if they need, we can, provide the calculations for our pile design. Usually a lot of these projects, it might be a part of a larger uh, scope of work, but we provide the uh, design for the part and they include it in their design package, you know, for the entire overall uh, project that they're doing. And, uh, you know, which, you know, oftentimes, you know, we provide sealed engineering calculations, drawing specs, everything for the uh, pile or seawall repair portion of it and uh, submit it, and then the engineers submit it, you know, to their client. Yeah, I, I kind of get that. Yeah, I talk to a lot of clients, and I get that question a lot because to them it's it's new, right? I mean, they used to obviously putting in the typical uh, uh, rebar cage, and, and that has been something. So uh, one thing to mention, you know, what's, you know, how to get that going. You know, they can all, you can always call us. 
Um, and we're more than help, happy to assist, uh, get in touch with an engineer to help assist with the design of uh, utilizing our jacket as uh, your hoop strength. Uh, and, you know, and the, the other thing really that this project reminded me of, uh, the project I was just sharing with you, they are using a cathodic protection system. And folks, you know, I, I get it. Cathodic protection to prevent corrosion of steel is good. But we are, you know, this, this is the 21st century. Why do you want to retrofit something with a material that you know it is going to corrode and then take all these extra measures to prevent its corrosion. And all of that added cost and expense of, you know, monitoring that cathodic protection. So in the retrofits that we provide, we use no steel at all. The longitudinal bars are made out of FRP. The jacket itself provides the confinement that space, you know, spaces. So this repair that we provide has an infinite life without any monitoring, without any cathodic protection, and you get a much smaller footprint, a much longer lasting, lower cost, easier to install. So there's really a lot of benefits, uh, you know, for these. Uh, so you Alex, you're, you're kind of on the clock a little yeah, bit. There's yeah. what, with, you know, and I'm going to maybe play a little bit devil's advocate here and I get the question is what if somebody hits our product, damages it, can you know, can we repair if, 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 you know, if these materials, they get damaged, in fact, in many ways, they're really easier to repair than other, like, you know, conventional uh, products. Or if the rebar starts corroding, it's yeah. already embedded. If the rebar is embedded, then, you know, then you can reach to it. But in our case, you know, the rebar will never corrode. But if the jacket itself is, like, damaged, like you were saying, if it's a small patch, that patch, you know, first of all, most of these, if it's a, you know, it might be a small dent that doesn't really matter much, but even if it is a larger area that for whatever reason gets damaged, you can easily wrap another laminate on top of that and restore the full capacity of the part and, you know, be back to where, where you started. There's, there's an easy repair method, yeah. obviously, <laughs> for when this happens. And I mean, that is a question that I have been asked on, because obviously it's an advantage to our system. And what if they get damaged? At the same time, I know it takes a while for steel, but I mean, you know, you're on the clock when it does go in. So, I mean, it is kind of, you know, a little trade off on there where on the, you know, steel with, well, with our system, you might have that comfortability with no corrosion. If it gets damaged, it can do repair. Yeah. Those are, yeah, that's true. Those are, you know, a couple of other benefits of this system. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not sure if anyone really has any. Questions. Um, you know, the one thing that we, we want to really remind uh, everyone again, you know, we, we are uh, offering these uh, podcasts on the first Thursday of the of the month. This is the third in the series. I, I've invited you to watch the uh, previous two. Uh, but also, if you have any of you, if you have suggestions for topics that you would like us to cover, you know, we look forward to receiving some feedback from you. Uh, maybe some of you. Um, have dealt with some of your colleagues or other people that, you know, we would love to have guests also on the show to talk about, uh, you know, like last uh, week we had Dan, and oh, Dan, Dan Kennedy Charles. from the construction side, and he really has a lot of insight on installation. But if you have, you know, some other people that you have on mind or specific topics, you know, send us a note. Uh, and you know, we, we do have a couple other guests planned down the road, but also some of those are going to be more, uh, maybe design specific, right? Uh, some of them, uh, 
that we want to introduce down the road is like the one the design I brought up with using low viscosity resin, which remember at that point I can utilize the vertical strength. So and uh, that we're gonna have a lot of episodes, uh maybe some that might uh gear toward uh the advantages of our system and the design yeah. that go around it. So yeah, definitely any feedback is definitely welcome. But uh you know stay tuned. There's some good episodes uh that will break down our product even further and hey, hopefully we definitely touch on uh, i think we touched on uh a lot of questions that we get uh you know trade shows phone calls um you know they want to know our system what that advantage is well uh, more of a breakdown of it so hopefully that visual we understand people might hear that this is this is the main difference, folks. You know, yeah. All of all of this confinement and this supplies equivalent of so much steam with this easily installed laminate. That's really the difference. And the fact that then this makes your concrete so much stronger. That's again, you know, something that, you know, reminding uh, you, this is three inches. I book, but it's on three. Technically, but three inches on seven. Anyone listening? Uh, number two on center. Uh, that's that's really a lot of uh, a lot of books. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys for uh, tuning in, and uh, definitely feedback or just join on the next episode, or we'll have some more interesting topics to go over.